Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about the 2020 SOTI race so far, plus making recommendations for the upcoming content drought. 2020 is shaping up to be a strange year for the SOTI race, with big parts usually dropping at the end of the year. Anyone making a run for it should be out filming right now. Quarantine has everyone home, so the 2020 SOTI will be more dependent on what got done in the first half of the year. Jason, who looks to be in a good position right now? All right, uh, 2020 SOTI power rankings, let's go. Um, I did like a quick survey of all the content that came out so far this year. It came up with seven contenders. Uh, number one, Mason Silva uh, just came out with a dope part. Uh, he has sponsors that will put him in an advantageous position at this point. Plus, he has that kind of like austere kind of like wearing all black kind of vibe that kind of goes with the uh, the zeitgeist right now, I guess. Then you get Tiago, just came out with a pretty dope part, which for him is probably throwaway or whatever. But I think they pushed back the his shoe release, so he'll probably come out with a video for that. Third, you know they like the, the ATVs over there at Thrasher. So Oscar Rosenberg, I think he just had an interview and... If he comes out with some shit, could make an impact. That's number three. Number four, Clive Dixon. You know, uh, Burnett likes the insane terrain, and he fucks with that. He had a part. I think he had an interview a couple issues ago. Creep. Uh, along, yeah, creep. Yeah, the creep Sorry. part. Just got to drop that. Along the same lines, maybe Chase Webb came out with a pretty nuts part. Uh, the DC video comes out on the 15th i believe so if he has some shit in that could put could put him in the running number six along the same lines insane terrain uh dakota servold's part in the america video that you probably forgot about but came out in january <laughs> was pretty sick i think stood out as far as that uh video went and you know like you said a couple times they like the insane terrain over there and finally Shane O'Neill has gone pretty hard a couple times. Did have a pretty dope part at the beginning of the year for his shoe. Plus, if he does like a, the usual fourth quarter push, he's uh, been one of the top elite dudes for like 10 years plus or whatever. So I think that would put him in the running as well. So that's my power rankings. Uh, what do y'all think? I think I'm really glad that you did that power ranking because <laughs> when, when I... There, there, there's like that point where it's like, can I think of anything for this topic? Wait, I can literally remember none of the skating that's come out this year yeah. because it's been a long couple of weeks, a long couple of months. Like, yeah, I, I had no recollection of any of that. And I think I think the power rankings right on on point. Mason Silva, did he have did he have more than that? Welcome to real part. I, I'm I'm with you on everything. The austerity, the uh, I'm with you on everything. The buzz cut. But what else he had, did he have? Uh, he was in that Huff, like, when did they go, Puerto Rico or something? It was kind of like a welcome to like road trip video. Like, he had some solid yeah. stuff in there. In, in a weird way, I'm almost like, oh, crap. Clive Dixon could be, like, your number one runner right now just because he had creep. And then didn't he have a – he's got, like, the real street. And I swear there was a part even before that or – Maybe I've just maybe I've just got some creep creep in my head, but um, 
yeah, he almost seems like the most standout just because of uh, Thrasher and Mike Burnett's proclivity for that insane terrain. Yeah, and like I, uh, for whatever reason, I watched this like making of you know that trick that was on the cover of when he did like the uh, some board side between two like grain silos or whatever in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Oh yeah, and like Burnett seemed like super psyched on it. So, and he's got the Staples Center nose blunt. But yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, reports as of right now, the Jeff Raleigh statue it's, still stands. It's good. It's good. Yeah. That's the latest. R- yeah. 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 That's the latest from our correspondent out west. All right. I'd love to see protesters pulling down the Raleigh statue. <laughs> Just be like, come on, dude. <laughs> no more hammers. Sorry. <laughs> God. That was actually. What you did to story. our spots. <sighs> Unforgivable. That, that statue's so weird because it's a statue celebrating someone doing something that's totally illegal at the place where it's illegal to do it. Like, it makes no sense, but whatever. Do we know the backstory? Like, how I, that... I couldn't tell you. I've Was it through the Street League maneuver or some shit? Uh, that's, I thought yeah. it was a Vans thing. Yeah, Is there a... So is, there, is there a Kobe statue at Staples Center yet, or is it just like Shaq and Jeff Raleigh? No, I don't think there's a Kobe statue yet. There's the there's the you know the famous Jordan statue in uh, front of the United Center. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we've we've got a we've got a hundred year old sports caster outside the Target Center here where the Timberwolves <laughs> play. Sports writer, I should say, sports columnist, Star Tribune. Templeton, where are you at on Sodi Power Rankings? Uh, I I think Jason's is is spot on. I think I I wouldn't have thought of Chase Webb, but you know Jason makes a strong case for him. He's got two parts already under his belt this year, and then apparently a DC part on the way. So he's he's kind of like the one to be. I definitely think that Oscar Rosenberg is in there. He's been firing off all kinds of insane shit on Instagram, so he's probably stacking even crazier shit that he's saving for a part. Um, I think Jan Verbruggen could be uh, a contender. You know, he's in Europe. He had that pro-life part, so he's like maybe a little ahead in the quarantine lifting. So maybe he's out there stacking a few, a few before everybody else. I could imagine Suchu making a run for it, being that he's so productive, he could just get out there and film a bunch of shit real quick. Would he release it on time though? <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. And he also seems like somebody who's not just going to shit out a bunch of footage and call it done. He's got to think it out a little bit more. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's out. Who was Sodi last year? This is another one of those, like, I don't know the questions. No, so no it, Martinez. Oh. Uh, yeah. No Martinez. Okay, that was, that was dope, actually. Okay, thank you. Yeah, with, with Sushu, I don't know. I think he just might be kind of over it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm basing that on kind of like the vibe i'm getting like he went like so hard last year and uh he had all the boxes checked so but i don't know like second half of yeah, this he, year hard to predict he, he went on a full campaign last year yeah you know he was showing up at contests which he doesn't normally do put out the video part that was you know groundbreaking in the long run suchu will make a longer lasting impact than milton martinez but i don't know that kickflip into the car wash that's hard to beat yeah on that on that sushu point of like having a larger impact it seems like in the past couple years i don't know five years like the whole skater of the year program has kind of turned away from like 
dudes with legacies kind of already in place or them being like, okay, that was actually like the most popular, maybe that's not the right way to put it, popular skater of the year. But, you know, there's there there are already pillars in skateboarding. You know, you look at those 90s guys like your Tony Hawk, Salman Aga, Mike Carroll, like those those are guys who are going to stand the test of time. And I think that's kind of faded away. So I, I think like, you know, it almost, it, it definitely benefits Clive Dixon, Chase Webb, yeah. Dakota Servold, guys who like, it does, it, you know, you're not, you're not assured that they're going to be names that you're talking about five years down the line. Yeah. The last, uh, like legacy type one I could think of was, uh, Ave. Right. A few years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the list now. And I feel like Tyshawn from 2018, he's one that's going to stand the test of time. Yeah, that was that one was pretty unanimous, I think, across the board. And then like Ashad 2013, I'm like on the fence of about Grant Taylor. Is he one that's like uh, have a, a skater with like a lasting legacy, or is he more of his time? He's like Thrasher ethos, and I think if you embraced park footage more, you'd have a little bit easier time with him i I think he's i mean how many people are skating his shoe right now you know i think i think he's he's a longer lasting impact type of skater i mean i never it 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 does feel like a dead horse now but like david gonzalez you know he was very much of like this dude right now and then whatever his impact is i don't i don't think it's been lasting yeah i'm looking at the list and it just it feels like a real mixed bag of like dudes of the moment and dudes with like a longer lasting impact well i think if you look prior to 2010 like it's a lot more just like yeah these are all relevant skaters who like you know helped actually mold whatever decade they were chosen in right yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't count out uh i shot either he could always you know he's so productive he could always come out of nowhere and throw some shit down was that primitive video did that latest primitive video encore come out this year do we remember i think it came out like tail end of last year yeah november november 2019 yeah. oh damn i was gonna say carlos ibiero because he's always you know doing backside nollie heel fakie nose grinds down rails and he just had i think it was yesterday maybe nollie switch crook fakie heel flip he's always fun like, like on instagram or something yeah he, he was in that uh Nike Park, formerly Beebles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nolly 180, switch crook the whole ledge, and then fakey heel flip out. He's good. Oh, we'll link yeah. it in the show notes. Yeah, I think I think Phelps liked that guy. I think I, I, I think I heard Phelps like say he had like a, like a good front foot, which he does. Like he's like, you know, I've said this a million times. Like he's like the most perfect, like technically ledge skater I've probably ever seen in terms of like locking in this shit and like popping out of it. But uh, yeah, who knows? Sixty a table. Yeah, yeah. I would get damn. Like who knows? Fourth, who knows what the second? You know what I mean? Second half of this year is going to bring with like pandemic and everything. So so fucking hard to predict. Well, I do wonder if people are kind of just like holding on to stuff just because the the attentions are so scattered and there's just you know so much overwhelming stuff going on. Maybe maybe that's a byproduct of the last couple of weeks, if not the pandemic. But uh. Yeah, I wonder if there's there's just stuff being sat on. I'm yeah, sure like, people are sitting on stuff, but you know, I think that the media organizations are probably clamoring for anything they can get their hands on, so they might be pushing for 
early releases of stuff. Yeah, like funny thing is there there's only one mag now. So, you know what I mean? Everything just kind of gets funneled through there. It would be crazy if there was like Transworld and uh, Skateboard Mag Rips in Peace and uh, whatever else. You know what I mean? But it's just one mag now, so it's not really that crazy, I think, as it would be. Yeah, it's kind of funny when I was, you know, kind of doing my rudimentary research to remind <laughs> myself what happened in the last six months. I just went to the Thrasher site to look at the to... And uh, clearly I missed some stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, like, me too. That, that, no, that's that's what I did. I just went like scrolling down like April, March, February, January. Yeah, that's exactly what I did too. I would have gone through like the slap of uh, photo video thread. Shout out to all the slap pals, but uh, kind of ran out of time. But they're basically the same. Yeah, I mean it's not going to happen this year. Should happen next year. I wonder if uh, there could ever be a Olympic gold medal sodi bump. You know, it was like Nyjah. Was Nija really, really focused on Tokyo, thinking like this will put me over the top? Gets another uh, Nija handrail gaze in a in a in a video part with Ty Evans. You know, he just goes all out and then gets the gold medal too, and and that finally ices the deal. Gets him his rusty trophy. I could see that happening. I mean, the first Olympic gold medalist in skateboarding. That you know, that's that's something noteworthy. Yeah. You know, Sodi's all about what you did for the mag and, you know, representing skateboarding on the Olympic stage is maybe not directly for the mag, but it's for skateboarding, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that <laughs> fell apart there at the end. <laughs> it's like you were so close and then you just played it out logically. Darn it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, do you like Shane O'Neill? He could always do something. I see you had Mason or excuse me. Miles Silvis, Templeton. I did. That was based on um, the primitive part. You know, the back heel down Wallenberg felt like was pretty epic. But if that if that happened in November, then that's uh, I think that disqualifies him for the twenty twenty city. Yeah. Plus, like the stuff we're talking about now, like is almost irrelevant. But we're we're just like powering them. So like, it's, as we all know, it's all about like what happens in the fourth quarter and shit. And right, like, yeah. and like, who get if you get covers, you get points for that. You get an interview in the mag, you get points for that. If your sponsor can, uh, if your shoe sponsor can foot the bill for like a trip to somewhere, I guess Australia is like where they go all the time. <laughs> you got a trip L ride, up, yeah, or a uh, yeah, co- cross continental trip, yeah. That gives I, you. I, I had it written down, but uh, for the record, I think Vincent Nava's got some Sodi points. That's a pretty hot take. <laughs> <laughs> That is a hot take. I mean, I think that there's uh, some recency bias there. Uh, but the <laughs> literally the undeniable. only skating from 2020 that I can remember, Vincent. <laughs> the tricks are undeniable. They're, you know, Sodi level maneuvers. Uh, oh, wait. I forgot. Sodi level haircut. <laughs> I actually forgot someone from my power ranking, Evan Smith. Oh. He skates for, uh, skates for Deluxe in whatever form or fashion, like Anti Hero, Grimple Sticks, whatever that business relationship is yeah that dope part earlier might have some shit in dc video i know they like him over at thrasher they probably love him so i would give evan smith a shot i would actually put him up there in like the middle of the power rankings i think he's got a shot as well that's a good call depending on fourth quarter yeah yeah he's an odd one he's so good and yet somehow forgettable sometimes nowadays 
Yeah, I think he like weirded himself out of my consciousness. <laughs> no, nobody what? needs another like Tom Penny shrooms video part. Edit. <laughs> like, I know that much. Was it something? Was it the like skating or the colostomy bag or something? <laughs> I don't know. I think that maybe like like he's so good. His tricks are have you know I I like powerful minimalism. So like he's he's gone pretty far from that. He does rad shit though. I don't know. The whole like dirty hippie thing uh, isn't my <laughs> yeah. vibe. But but like I think he's kind of one of those dudes can that can pretty much like do anything he wants to. You know what I mean? Almost like a Tom Penny. He's insanely so, good. Yeah, he's really directly fucking good. I'll I'll put him up there for yeah, sure. I think I, I've maybe mentioned it on here, but I I um, judged a damn am in Minneapolis that he won and like the contest run, I think he capped it with like a back lip across the whole box to the front side, two seventy out. And just, it was one of those where like it was his run, like his finals runs were so technically difficult where like this isn't high horsing it or anything, but like a lot of people, like it went over people's heads, just how hard the shit he was doing because there was like grumbling about the judging but it's like no 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 that dude is insane so guess i back evan smith again okay (laughs) one other thing i wanted to bring up just because there's a lot of talk of it with like the nba going to orlando to finish out their season because there's like a pandemic and everything slowed down is this or could this possibly be like a sody with an asterisk type of year um kind of don't think so because like it's kind of different because film filming and skating you just go out and do it you don't have to like make an arrangement you know what i mean like the nba had with like oh i gotta find yeah. an arena and like place for like 1600 people to live and testing and blah 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 so no i don't i don't think it'll, it'll have an asterisk just like the conditions are still mostly the same for whoever yeah go yeah exactly Odie. yeah yeah operating condition mostly the same for sure i don't know i mean i i I kind of feel like content production was paused for a few months and that that certainly puts a a damper on things for people collecting footage for their fourth quarter sody push maybe even more so like the travel was legitimately put on pause you know yeah you can't you know fly over to china to that perfect ledge spot to get your clips now (laughs) ain't nobody going to europe from here for a while did they is that still the case like you can't fly to europe or anywhere you can't fly anywhere is that still in effect like i have no idea i'm not sure but i I think a lot of people are just gun shy about it yeah I, i perhaps pulled europe out of the ether without knowing much about it but i do know that like we could none of us could fly into canada right now yeah, 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 like yeah. we we just so wouldn't probably. be able to wouldn't be able to make that happen. Yeah, because like, like at the beginning of all this shit, everyone on Twitter was like joking, like, "Oh, you can fly to Spain for like fifty bucks one way." Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they don't want us anymore. Yeah, no, no. I think, but although I think Spain and Italy have mostly relaxed all this shit. So who knows? Maybe and uh, well, I'm gonna talk about this later. Maybe Europe is a little. Not maybe, like, I think they are, like, a little further ahead as far as, like, you know what I mean, relaxing all the shit and, like, controlling the pandemic. Yeah, that's why I was putting Yarn Verbruggen on the list, because I feel like you might be able to get a jump on the uh, content production on the the tail end of the quarantine. Who is his uh, board sponsor, by the way? I believe it's Element Europe. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, element Europe, all right. Good old element Europe. The cool element. Precisely. <laughs> the cool version. <laughs> the Sony race isn't the only thing affected. All content has been affected, and we're going from a content crush to a content drought. What are you seeing out there in the content mines? Are new seams being explored? Is the canary chirping out a warning? Will the mine collapse in on itself? Trapping filmers and skaters to die a slow death from a suffocation, like in that one Woody Guthrie song. Did I take this metaphor too far? Mike, help me out. I think you took the metaphor just far enough, Templeton. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, we were already touch- touching on it. Like, there's definitely something going on because had we not been given Patrick Kagongo's The Blacklist last week, and just kind of, you know, eking out stuff. It's been a slow couple of weeks over here at, like, the mostly skateboarding podcast content research minds. So, yeah, I, I, there's definitely something going on. And so let's talk about uh, old content that we want to recommend to people, shall we? Yes, let's. So I had one in mind, one piece of content. And it's so weird. We Like, I think a lot of the, the, the stuff that we're going to recommend is so vintage that we never have called it content back in the day. One thing I had in mind, and this was actually what I was stoked on for the pilot episode that we never aired of this podcast, but um, Rhythm Skateboards Genesis skateboard video. It's damn good. 23 years old. I think Ty Evans on his Nine Club episode talked about how like all the all the visual effects in the video were done like in this completely crazy analog way. And if you've ever done any editing whatsoever, like you super appreciate that. But yeah, it's got a sick soundtrack that works with all the motifs. And if there is something that I've thought about for a while, like the planet earth and rhythm guys were never on the same level, perhaps just in coolness and definitely in skating, but like there was never like they were never as cool as like the girl or world camp type skaters but i will say like they all wore adidas or converse like none of them skated in actual skate shoes and like they did a tasteful type of tech skating that has aged super well so um yeah if the canary has fallen out of its cage in these content mines and we're we're gonna be getting out of here for a little bit definitely saying rhythm genesis is something to find i, I think a lot of it's if not all of it is on youtube oh yeah boy uh shaney yeah i mean damn that that video is really uh like you said it's totally hold that well especially like uh richard angelita's part comes oh, to yeah. Mind. like yeah just totally cool like low impact tech skating you know what i mean stereo lab yep. ty, ty evans is probably responsible for like me so many people getting into Stereolab and uh, Trans Am. Maybe, who else? Like Tortoise? No, that was probably like Stereo, but... I feel like yeah. Workshop is Tortoise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. I mean, I still fucking listen to Stereolab, Trans Am, and Tortoise. You There's know what I mean? Tons of Stereolab over here still, yeah. So, yeah, shout out Ty Evans for the, the music supervision there. Yeah, and Genesis was a fucking great video. I worked at a skate shop when that came out, so I've seen it tons of times and yeah shani's part is pretty incredible i I haven't watched it you know since working at the skate shop but i'm sure (laughs) his part still holds up today as a solid video part yeah i must have watched it last about 16 months ago whenever this podcast came out but yeah did i already mention danny montoya ryan bartsma jason king 
Jason King was always fun. What are you guys going to mind if we really have to uh, find alternate content routes? Well, uh, I would just, you know, like I said before, just look to uh, look to Europe, I guess, and to sp- specifically Free Skateboard Mag or the Free Skateboard Mag website. They're still posting, like, shit tons of new content. Like, there was, like, a Mosaic Bearings part. There was, like, this uh, Danny LeBron part where it was just, like, him skating sense and some skate part, but it was still awesome because, you know what I mean, it's, like, Danny LeBron. And that... Gunez, I'm I'm gonna butcher his last name. Onzigan, how do you say his last name? I'm not even gonna venture a guess. Damn, yeah, 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 that that he just came out with a fucking gnarly part. Uh, Moroccan so. dude. Yeah, 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 somewhere somewhere over there in the Mediterranean. But uh, yeah, they're still pumping out tons of content. So that place is dope. Also, I mean, not website dope. Brazil, like if you're like me, you've been watching slides, e grinds, religiously. <laughs> So I've just been like looking at video parts from like every one of those dudes and they rip like especially like that dude. I'm going to another name. I'm going to butcher like Cal Casa. That dude's on cons. He's like insane. And Lucas Marquez, like I said before. So, yeah, you're from Brazil. I think are good. Good places to start as far as like new content. Yeah, I like the idea of like you see a guy on slides. He grinds and, <laughs> and you uh just go down the rabbit hole of whatever yeah check out that that dude's whole resume i think that's a that's a cool way to go the brazilian the brazilian tech rabbit hole is pretty it's pretty deep so you can spend some time there it's a good time for sure when you reach roger mancha you (laughs) roger mancha you're like bail out i'm out of here holy cow i cannot remember roger mancha but i know roger mancha (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you get there it's time to bail he was the dude who, like, no disrespect to Roger Mancha, but he could, like, do, like, nollie flip crooked grinds, but, like, couldn't ollie or something or push. I don't know. <laughs> that is a vivid description. I no disrespect like to Roger Mancha, but that's, that's just him. So. Yeah, he switched feeble grinded some handrail out in, like, the Inland Empire that I went and skated one day and broke my ankle on. Ooh. So, Ooh, yeah. He's especially cursed for you, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One thing, we, we mentioned this uh, maybe last episode, a few episodes ago, but One in a Million, the second most recent episode with, um, what's his name? Uh, Mango? Uh, John Forrest. Fitzgerald or Forrest? Forrest, yeah. The one with Forrest is so good. <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's like an hour and 15 minutes or whatever. You could watch it with like your girlfriend or your family or whatever. Everybody will have a good time because it's 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 just a really good piece of content. So I think that's that's a good one that the whole family can enjoy. Like you don't have to just be uh, into <laughs> watching skate. Oh yeah. Man, Forrest he, Forrest had like had like a personality, man. Know what I mean? Like he uh seems like he could have gone farther than he did, but uh, what are you going to do? Wasn't he always like lurking up on the quarter pipe deck at Double Rock like drinking wine by himself. <laughs> that sounds familiar. It's been a while. I might actually have to rewatch it, you know, with with my wife and get her take cuz I I think it's like it's a perfect reality TV. Like he's the perfect I didn't come here to make friends reality yeah. TV villain. Oh yeah. One thing that just because I'm a byline nerd and I I always I always thought it was funny. Alex Klein, former City Skateboards Pro. And writer for Skateboarder, 
like got into TV production and all of a sudden he became Alexander Klein. <laughs> I mean, that could be something with the Academy, like Alex Klein uh, was already taken, so he had to switch his name up. Was That's that a good point. Did he like go on to produce other stuff besides one in a million or definitely lost track of him ever like from there? Yeah, same. Yeah, I feel like he kinda like backed off into the shadows after that. <laughs> Was that the was the forest season the one where they went to uh, New York and like Lurker Lou shout out shout out Lou's gate to homie whatever like focus some kids board. No, that was the final season. The, oh yeah, 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 the season that broke the camel's back. I guess. Yeah, that right. was legendary too. And that one, you know, I'm a big reality TV fan, and they just didn't have the format figured out. You know, like you could get kicked off for like being the slowest person to set up a board or whatever like weird ass <laughs> challenge they had and like the way a reality show works is the silly challenge is just kind of like a way to move the show forward and then like if you win the silly challenge maybe you get an advantage in the next challenge yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. the judges decide who goes and who stays to make sure that you know you're not kicking off the best dude because he set his board up too slow <laughs> yeah i would say like good skaterliness has nothing to do with how fast you can set up a board. I've worked in shops. I've seen dudes take two hours to set up a board <laughs> and their concentration is completely on setting up the board. <laughs> what are they? Uh, do they use like spacers or something like, like <laughs> it's no, incredible. no disrespect to anyone that uses spacers. Like, you know what I mean? Like to get, keep your bearings like in the shape. I, I have no idea how it actually plays out i think it's probably you know thermodynamics are are involved just strange laws of physics that slow them down but so i'm going to recommend another thing that's loosely uh related to lurker lou new york um there's been lots of zared bisfet love lately just because he's like ripping mini ramps and looking rad while doing it and is in his middle 30s i want to say rewatch his vicious cycle part if you want to trip out, just oh yeah, that part is good. Just how good that dude was, like that long ago. I'm googling it, even though I should have googled Googled it earlier. I want to see how how old that video is. I think Skate it's like 2000 or 2001. 2005, evidently. Oh damn! But you know, ripping super hard for 15 years is still like not the norm. And I guess, I think I looked it up recently, Zared's like 35, 36. So 2021, when that video came out. Um, I mean, 2005? In 2005, yeah. And like, just the amount of like, the number of tricks he can do on a single handrail, I think. Oh, yeah. Being of that video part where he, he probably does 16, 17 tricks, like rugged switch, frontside lip slides back to switch and like switch K grinds and stuff like. Plus, he can frontside rodeo flip and board shorts. It's really great. I think I think rodeo flips are inherently frontside. So excuse me, all the snowboarders who listen to this. <laughs> oh yeah, that part is crazy. Like he could do uh, he could do every trick. Like definitely one of the best skaters in the past. I feel like that was ago. one of the first full length skate videos I downloaded. And like I I wasn't like on IRC or anything like that. But I feel like there was just like a quick time available somewhere. And I downloaded it, you know, long before YouTube was a thing, I think. Or when did YouTube come out? A couple years uh, after that. Yeah, like, you, like 2008 or something. No, yeah. that, was a, that was a great great video, Vicious Cycle. Charles Lamb? 
Oh yeah, it's Charles Lamb. I used to kind of skate with that dude. Shout out him. Shout out his brother Sasha too. Uh, he's yeah. like been. He's been. The, yeah, the dudes have been rippers like forever. I know Brian Brown came up recently on the show. Did you ever skate with Brian Brown? Uh, not really. Like at the same time when he was skating the banks forever, but like I didn't go out and like session with him or whatever. Yeah. But he's a ripper. Or, like he was a ripper for sure. Probably still is. He's a guy I've come to. Person who's skating, I've come to a admire a lot oh, yeah like in hindsight oh yeah yeah that that listen video oh yeah there's a dope part in that that's another old piece Via Harris out. Locos. Yeah, yeah, yeah some shit like that whose chair is that it's great oh it's probably chair. mine <laughs> i'm sorry that's a good, no that's a good good chair audio it's very like writerly yeah totally uh, anyway uh, banging out that qs content out, yep Okay, I got I got my one one last recommendation. It's for anybody who has those old mags in the basement. Like, open them up just because, like I like I said last time, you were listening. I got my first Transworld in the mail, and one of the best things about that was looking at um, like the contest results in there. Yeah, it's like pretty the, funny. The random odds and ends, like obviously the ads and obviously the back of the back of the book ads, but also like. All the front of the book departments that are in there that are like little time capsules, like the record reviews that were still really prominent. <laughs> and like, oh, like trash and probably what mandatory info in Transworld, like just the nuggets that are in there. Like so and so fractured his femur, like <laughs> real matter of factly. I remember Ricky, I it was detailed in the trash section of Thrasher, but like. Iola went to jail for a couple of months in Australia because he got in a bar fight and like took a pool cue to a guy and like stories like that are just in in those like you know really off the cuff newsy write ups in those old mags so just the facts like jur- journalism one hundred and one like Iola bar fight Australia boom <laughs> and it's also yeah it's also casual it's 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 fantastic so. Go dig in your basement or the back room or the closet. Find some mags and check them out. Yeah, great idea. And if you're in a reading mood, there's plenty of articles out there that are worth uh, revisiting. Kyle Beachy's piece on Jason Jesse, I think, is uh, especially given these times uh, worth revisiting. Uh, And then there's that piece in Oxford American that Mike likes to bring up about hanging out with Grant Taylor. Both great reads. Oh, I saw that. I I saw that in the notes. I thought you were like talking about the dictionary. Like, dude, you want to read the dictionary, bro? (laughs) (laughs) I could probably use some dictionary reading to expand my vocabulary a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as could anyone. But I was like, damn, that's that's fucking dictionary. What what have I been reading? I've been reading like I read like eight books at once. I've been reading Fight Club. Saw the movie like in the theater. I just been. I just started reading it. Like that, yeah, that dude's like super fucking good at writing, but it's like it's really dark. I can't read like too much of it at a time. Like it'll bum me out. Yeah, I think I read Lonnie uh, Choke. Is that another Chuck Palahniuk book? Yeah, yeah. I think I read that when I was living with Steve Barra, who was like a super fan of Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> I had some Palahniuk book. It was like a, a riding the Fight Club wave. Maybe it was on an airplane. Took place on an airplane. Don't know if that rings a bell for anybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that's tough. Uh, like, guess like a, to guess which Polanyi book you're reading. Or... 
Listeners, write in with your guesses. <laughs> yeah. Survivor. It's called Chuck Palahniuk, Survivor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I have that one on the shelf, too, with all the books I haven't read yet. I got a cheap subscription to The New Yorker. Did you get the tote bag? I got the tote bag, the man. Tote. There you I go. Got, I got the tote bag. No, that's, I mean, as, a, as, a, as, a, as far as a weekly magazine, I don't know. I like having it. Read the talk of the towns. You can usually hit on a couple of couple of long ass articles there that are gonna hold your interest enough to read all the way through. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess I'd be stoked to read a long ass article that holds my interest all the way through. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on going swimming after going skating. I made it happen twice this week because I am currently underemployed because of the pandemic. Been getting out at like 8.30 to skate just some of the new little skate parks in town. And I had the bright idea earlier this week that I would bring some shorts to go swimming in, hit up the lake on the way home. It has been fabulous. I've done it twice. I like taking a lot of baths anyways, but getting into a cold lake after like skating a couple hours is dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the move. I usually do that in the summertime. Like That sounds awesome. Yeah, I like I don't know how I used to like in the summertime, go out skating, you're skating, you're sweaty, you're sweaty all day. Then you like go to a bar or something, you're still sweaty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know how I did that shit, bro. My uh, to, like take a shower, go to the gym and take a shower or something. My buddy Sam McGuire was big about like, oh, we have to go swimming. And the last time, you know, it's like, okay, we're done skating. Oh, we have to go swimming. Like, hit the public pool. Better if it has a diving board. You know, whatever. We're going in the river. Like, Iowa, and there was always ample opportunities. So, like, just getting out. Getting out early and skating is something that's definitely been growing on me, which is nice, because, God, I remember being at a time in life where, like, skating early was impossible. But the swimming aspect... Now that we're like suddenly in the thralls of summer, it's like yes, do it. So no, if it, no, that's the move. It, yeah, if if you have some easy access, I mean, in Minnesota, we're we're really lucky with a lot it's, of like uh, the the one how, lake. How that I, many like, how many lakes do you have up there? You know what? Fifteen thousand. <laughs> Fifteen thousand. Ten thousand. Land of ten thousand. They're 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 lowballing us. <laughs> nah, my uh, lake. I've been going to Lake Josephine. Very sandy, very nice. I hopped in, saw a little fish the other day, got out, swam to the buoy a couple of times. Telling you guys, oh, you're all on board. I'm telling you listeners, get in that water. Um, Jason, what are you stoked on? Stoked on the uh, Venture Truck Company. Uh, Still coming out with the Venture Mick Takes about every week on the Instagram. Those are tight. Uh, Stoked on a podcast I've been kind of listening to on and off, but... Since we're uh, newly on Spotify, I kind of got back into it. Like, the Joe Budden podcast. This guy, like, I don't know. It's like he fucking, like, gets on the air and, like, goes, like, off the cuff for, like, three hours, two or three times a week. Like, it's pretty crazy. Like, so if you're if you're in, like, hip-hop or, you know what I mean? They just talk about, like, hip-hop, relationships, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, bro shit like that. That's one of the, uh, I guess, flagship podcasts on uh, the Spotify. Also... Uh, like I mentioned before, free skateboard mag, that website in general, they've been pumping out tons of like good content, especially if you like the uh, the Eurotech, as I do. 
like there was a mosaic bearings part with like Tyler Sarr and Javier Sarmiento, the Gunez part. They just came out with a ton of new shit. So yeah, so that's a good site that I've been stoked on lately. Uh, Temple Tomb, what have you been stoked on? Um, you know, we've been kind of stuck inside or stuck at home for quite some time. So I've been playing a lot of games with my wife. So stoked on games, especially games that can be played with just two players. Uh, specifically, Monopoly Deal. It's um, a super fun, super cutthroat card game. It's like I would say a perfect game. You know, a game can last oh, like, a, a game can last like fifteen to twenty minutes. So it's like not a huge commitment. There's like cutthroat, like stealing and like fucking over your competitor aspects of the game. So, so, uh, so from your description, it sounds kind of like Monopoly on crack. <laughs> like a like a faster, more intense version of Monopoly. Would you uh, agree with that? Right. Yeah. Like you know how Monopoly. It's like I don't think I've ever completed a game of Monopoly. No. No. Someone always has to just like get super mad and like flip over the board. Like. Right. It's like, are you over it? Yeah, I'm over it. All right, let's count the money and see who's got the most. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's way better than Monopoly. Uh, it's just kind of in the Monopoly world, Monopoly universe, uh, if you will. So check that out you can get it at like target or whatever for like eight bucks it's certainly worth your investment and along going along with games is my wife and i have been having tournaments where like over the weekend we'll play like three different games best two out of three of each game on each day wins and it's like it's like a whole thing we're just like the whole weekend we're just like talking shit to each other and <laughs> you know playing these dumb games this weekend is is the war of the words we're playing all word games so, oh damn! Like uh, Scrabble. Yeah, Scrabble's on Saturday. Pretty intense. Boggle on Friday. So you're gonna have to start reading the dictionary as you <laughs> recommended. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm into games this week. I'm stoked to get on games, and I'd be super stoked if anybody out there could recommend any dope games, especially games for two players, because that's all we got right now, and that's all we got for the show right now. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. You can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at Frozen and Carbonite, and writing stuff for Quartersnacks.com. Stuff in the pipeline that should be out real soon, maybe next week. We'll see. Nice. Looking forward to it. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, same handle, at M. Munzenreiter. Templeton, where are you? I am on Twitter, at Mostly Skate, and on Instagram, at Mostly Skateboarding. See you guys next week. Later! It happened an hour ago, way down in this tunnel of coal. The gas caught fire from somebody's lamp, and the miners are choking in smoke. Goodbye to Dickie and Honey Goodbye to the wife that I loved A lot of these men not coming home Tonight when the work whistle blows Dear sisters and brothers, goodbye Dear mother and father, goodbye My fingers are weak and I cannot write Goodbye, Centralia, goodbye looks like the end for me and all of my buddies I see 
We're all writing letters to children we love. Please carry our word to our wives. We found a little place in the air, crawled and drug ourselves here. But the smoke is bad and the fumes coming in, and the gas is burning my eyes. Dear sister and brothers, goodbye. Dear mother and father, goodbye. My fingers are weak and I cannot write. Goodbye, Centralia, goodbye. Forgive me for the things I've done wrong. I love you lots more than you know. When the night whistle blows and I don't come home, do all that you can to help mom. I can hear the moans and groans, more than a hundred good men. Just work and fight and try to see that this never happens again. Dear sisters and brothers, goodbye. Dear mother and father, goodbye. My fingers are weak and I cannot write. Goodbye, Centralia, goodbye. My eyes are blinded with fumes, but it sounds like the men are all gone. Except Joe Valentini, Fred Gutzler, and Joy trapped down in this hellhole of fire. Please name our new baby Joe, so he'll grow up like Big Joe. He'll work and he'll fight and he'll fix up the mines. So fire can't kill Daddy no more. Dear sisters and brothers, goodbye. Dear mother and father, goodbye. My fingers are weak and I cannot write. Goodbye, Centralia. Goodbye.